Today is the 29th day, a day of prayer for souls nearest to being released. There are many souls in purgatory who only await a very trifling suffrage on our part to obtain admittance into heaven. Let us be very fervent in our supplications for them today. St. Paul says of the holy angels that they are all ministering spirits sent to minister to them who shall receive the inheritance of salvation. These words are enough to remind us of their relations to the holy souls. The ministering of the angels begins with our entrance into the world and, as the apostle implies, is not to cease until we receive the inheritance of salvation. How faithfully and lovingly they watch over us as long as our period of trial lasts, no tongue can tell, and it will be one of the great surprises of the next world to learn. It is certain also that the care of the angels increases in vigilance, if that be possible, as the last moment of life draws nigh, that they are standing by us in our last conflict, and that they meet us at our entrance into the next world conveying our soul to the tribunal of the judge, or rather, as that judgment takes place at the moment of death, being present while it is being made. The angels rejoice immensely at a good and happy death. The church bids her ministers commend the soul as it departs to their charge. When, the, when thy soul shall depart from thy body, may the resplendent multitude of the angels meet thee, May the court of the apostles receive thee. That's the, one of the beautiful chants that's done, um, it, it, or was done and still is done today at many funeral masses. And again, come to his assistance, all ye saints of God. Meet him, all ye angels of God, receiving his soul and offering it in the sight of the Most High. May Christ receive thee who hath called thee, and may the angels conduct thee to Abraham's bosom. The angels stand by at the time of judgment and defend the soul against the charge of the devils, as is found in many of the revelations of the saints. If the soul be sentenced to purgatory, the angels conduct it thither, as St. Thomas teaches. And Suarez says that this escorting of the souls to their place of exile is to comfort them and also to show them honor as the children of God and spouses of Christ. But when the souls are once conveyed to purgatory, we are told that the angels, especially their guardian angels, visit them and console them frequently. The full enjoyment of the society of the angels cannot be had until we reach heaven, but they are not prevented from comforting the suffering souls in their prison any more than from suggesting to the living to pray for them and offer for them works of satisfaction or the holy sacrifice of the Mass. It may be thought that the mere presence of such blessed and glorious beings, which must be far more keenly perceived by the soul separated from the body than is now possible to us, would go far to make the mournful prison of purgatory bright and joyous with the light of heaven itself. But we cannot tell to what extent the holy souls are allowed to enjoy the natural effects of the near presence of the angels. We may feel certain, however, that their visits are of ineffable comfort and relief. 
we may take as an image of this consolation that visit which our Lord condescended to receive from one of the angels in his agony in the garden, a visit which must have been the appointed means of some great strengthening of the sacred humanity for the terrible conflict which he was about to pass through, or rather which he had already in great part experienced, for the agony was itself one of the greatest of our Lord's sufferings. The angel may be thought to have set before our Lord the will of the Eternal Father as the reason for the chalice which he was to drink, the immense glory of his Father to his Father and to himself which would accrue therefrom, the great fruit which his sufferings would produce in the souls of men, and the whole of the marvelous counsel of God in the application of the merits of his precious blood. In the same way, we may suppose that the angels may comfort the holy souls by representing to them the decree of God's justice, which, <coughs> which must be so dear to them, in pursuance of which they are for a time to suffer as they do, the glory which accrues to God from their undergoing the sentence of his justice, the blessed issue of their purification, which will open to them the gates of the eternal home of God's children and the like. But it must be the most direct part of the consolation which the holy angels constantly minister to the souls in purgatory to give them intelligence of the prayers and satisfactions which are offered for them in the church on earth and thus to let them know that they are not forgotten and that the time of their detention is to be shortened. In this respect, they are in truth messengers of good tidings and of peace, which they so much delight to be. Moreover, it is probable that the holy angels are the sources from whom proceed a thousand suggestions to us to pray for the holy souls, sudden remembrances of them, feelings as if they were near and in need of our prayers, and the like. The visions of the saints reigning in heaven are ordinarily the works of the angels, and it may be that, if there be from time to time any similar visions of the souls in purgatory, the angels are also the artificers, so to speak, of these. Thus, we get some faint idea of the work of the angels of the Holy work of the angels of the holy souls as a work of active and multifarious charity carried on with unwearied energy and vigilance the object of the whole being to procure the whole being to procure relief for those sufferers in all the many ways in which god allows of their being relieved they pray for them before the throne of god and if the angel of macedonia could appear to the apostle and entreat him to come over and help him is it not wonderful cause of wonder if they now implore the saints to intercede for the holy souls and also stir up the hearts of the children of the church on earth for the same object of charity? And then at length comes the time of intense joy, both to the angels and to the holy souls themselves, when the purification has been accomplished and nothing now remains but for the souls to be presented to God by their guardians, at the head of which the blessed St. Michael is placed for this solemn act of triumph. It is then in our power to rejoice the hearts of the glorious angels of God by the suffrages which we offer for the holy souls, to make them our friends, and to secure their advocacy for ourselves by making them our debtors for the charity 
which we have shown to those in whom they regard themselves as relieved and succored by our prayers. Our Lord says some terrible words about those who scandalize one of the little ones who believe in him on account of the simple truth that their angels always see the face of his Father. We may turn the threat which his words convey into a most gracious promise of protection and advocacy on the part of these glorious princes of the court of God, that is, the guardian angels, by praying and suffering faithfully for these holy souls whose angels are always in God's presence to bear witness to the slightest act of charity which is done for these patient sufferers. So wonderful considerations about the, the role of the angels and the joy we can give them. And now, <clears throat> this comes again from a very famous book of Pope St. Gregory the Great called The Dialogues, written in the year 593. <clears throat> this is chapter 40 of the soul of Pascasius the deacon. For when I was yet in my younger years, and I lived a secular life, I heard from the mouth of mine elders, who knew it to be true, how that Pascasius, a deacon of this Roman church, whose sound and eloquent books of the Holy Ghost be extant among us, was a man of a wonderful holy life, a marvelous giver of alms, a lover of the poor, and one that contemned himself. This man in that contention which, through the exceeding hot emulation of the clergy, fell out betwixt Symmachus and Lawrence, made choice of Lawrence to be Bishop of Rome. And though he was afterward by common consent overcome, yet did he continue in his former opinion till his dying day, loving and preferring him whom the church by the judgment of bishops refused for her governor. This deacon, ending his life in the time of Symmachus, Bishop of the Apostolic See, that is, Pope, a man possessed a man possessed with the devil came and touched his dalmatic as it lay upon the bier and was forthwith delivered from that vexation. So showing the holiness of uh, Pascasius that after he died and was being carried in the funeral procession, a man possessed by a demon touched the, the garment he was wearing and was healed as a sign of uh, Pascasius' holiness. Long time after, Germanus, bishop of Capua, before mentioned, by the council of physicians, for the recovery of his health went to the baths, into which when he was entered, he found there standing in those hot waters, the foresaid Pascasius, ready to do him service. At which sight being much afraid, he demanded what so worthy a man as he was, did in that place, to which Pascasius returned his answer. For no other cause, quoth he, am I appointed to this place of punishment, but for that I took part with Lawrence against Symmachus. And therefore I beseech you to pray unto our Lord for me. And by this token shall you know that your prayers be heard, if at your coming again you find me not here. Upon this the holy man Germanus betook himself to this, his devotions. And after a few days he went again to the same baths, but found not Pascasius there. For seeing his fault proceeded not of malice, but of ignorance, he might after death be purged from that sin. And yet we must withal think that the plentiful alms which he bestowed in this life obtained favor at God's hands, that he might then deserve pardon when he could work nothing at all for himself. So 
again, a brief but beautiful testimony to the faith of the early church in an experience of the early church, more than just the faith, the experience of how even a holy man, holy deacon, could be in purgatory and then be delivered therefrom by prayers offered for them.